0: Ukulele, Abe. Aloha, this is Abe's Ukulele Podcast. I'm Abe. This is the podcast for teachers and players of the ukulele that want to get better at teaching and playing. My guest today is Cynthia Kinnanen, a fantastic ukulele teacher from Ontario, Canada. I sat down with her in July of 2019 in Toronto. If you're listening to this before April 11th, 2020, please be advised that there is an online free mini ukulele festival on Saturday, April 11th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's being hosted by Craig and Sarah, and it is going to be awesome. Head to chi slash minifest for more information. That link will also be in the show notes. Again, that's a free six-hour online ukulele festival. It doesn't get much better than this in quarantine, am I right? I want to give a huge shout-out and thank you to Jen, Brian, and Chone, I hope I said that right, for the tips. Y'all are awesome, beautiful people. Thank you so much. There was also one more anonymous tip, and if that was you, thank you. While this podcast is free to listen and subscribe to, it does cost money to create and produce. So if you think it's worth a dollar or more, I'd really appreciate the support. You can give a one-time or recurring tip at buymeacoffee.com slash ukuleleabe. That link will be in the show notes, and it'll take you less than a minute to sign up. Thanks. And now to introduce my guest. Cynthia Kinnanen is a teacher, researcher, performer, songwriter, arranger, and music advocate based in Guelph, Ontario. She began making music as a child with a wide range of influences from classical, world music, big band, rock, jazz, punk, and more. She specializes in piano and ukulele and is currently pursuing a master's degree in community music at Laurier University. She is a level three JHUI certified teacher and wears many hats as a teacher and performer in her hometown and in workshops around the world. All right, so... We just finished day one of the James Hill Ukulele Initiative, and I'm sitting down with the one and only Cynthia Kinnanen. Hey, Cynthia. Hey, thanks for sitting down with me. (laughs) Happy to. Yeah, finally, after all these years. Um, So, you're a fellow Jihui graduate, um, and I'm really excited to talk to you because we have a lot in common, and I love talking to players and teachers of the ukulele. Mm -hmm. Um, But first, just to make sure we're clear, what is Jihui? J-H-U-I. Could you summarize it in a nutshell?
1: Oh, my goodness. In a nutshell.
0: Even though I know know. a lot about it, um, and I've talked about it on my show, but just in case somebody doesn't know.
1: Well, the Jihui, or the James Hill Ukulele Initiative, is is really an opportunity for people who teach ukulele or want to teach ukulele, or teach music using the ukulele, I should say, um, to come together and... um, just get some great grounding in how to make use of the ukulele in the classroom curriculum, which is tried and true ukulele curriculum that's been used in Canada for decades and decades, created by Jay Chalmers Doan and James Hill. And, um, and it's just a, it's a wonderful opportunity to connect with a great network of peers, teachers around the world, um, but really, take your teaching deeper than just what's on the page, just what's in the book, and uh, and get some really great tips and tricks, and and get motivated and excited about teaching the material.
0: So,
1: mm. Yeah, I could not have said it better. Ooh. I'm glad I asked. I felt a bit rambly, but okay. <laughs> it's okay.
0: Um, so, what would you say is one of the key learning outcomes of the ukulele in the classroom curriculum? One
1: of the key learning outcomes uh, for students or for teachers that are taking the program
0: either Hmm. because it's kind of similar
1: yeah at least that's
0: that's how i saw it going through it and graduating um, and it's kind of like I need to teach my kids the same way, but I'm not necessarily teaching them how to teach, yeah. right? So, yeah. how to teach is kind of a different thing. But in terms of playing ukulele,
1: yeah, I mean, it's just it's really building overall musicianship. You know, understanding music on various levels, learning about music literacy and all of those different elements, and and getting confident as a teacher how to present that material uh, to your classes, and and as a student, you know, um, gaining that confidence as a musician and advancing
0: your skills. So, Hmm. yeah. Awesome. It does feel kind of silly to ask you about it because I know. I know you know. But, (laughs) you know, I I can't say enough good things about it. If if you are a teacher, listener, or you're a player, um, I highly encourage you to check it out, the James Hill Ukulele Initiative and the Ukulele Way. Um, It's a great way to... I consider you know just becoming a musician beyond just playing ukulele, yeah, so you are a performer and a teacher, but I was wondering which do you personally identify more as a performer or a teacher?
1: Well, I definitely think I identify more as a teacher hmm. an educator um, that's mm-hmm. really where most of my work happens where I feel really um, uh, excited and not that I don't feel excited to perform as mm-hmm. well, and I'm doing more of that as well but um, but really um, my comfort zone and my excitement is around education, mm. music education, so.
0: Cool. Yeah. Nice. So last year, you actually quit your day job so that you could teach music more. Um, is it primarily ukulele that you teach?
1: Mostly, uh, which is fascinating to me. It's mm. not where I would have envisioned myself five mm-hmm. years ago, and I'm super excited that that's the case. But, um, yeah, I still teach piano as well privately, but uh, most of my activities really focus on ukulele now too.
0: Mm, that's so, great. Yeah. yeah I, I teach privately, and it's mostly it's the opposite, mostly piano. And I have more experience in ukulele. I'm like, yeah. come on, ukulele students, come to that's me. That's right. Um, so what, what job are you coming from?
1: Um, well, so most recently I worked for the University of Guelph at the Ontario Veterinary College in Strategic mm-hmm. Planning, and, um, and it was uh, you know, a wonderful, wonderful place with great people, and I loved being on campus, and, um, and they're doing wonderful work, but I'm uh, excited that music became uh, enough of an activity that I could switch off and just go full-time into music education and, mm-hmm. um, and make that a living
0: now. That's so. awesome. Yeah. So what have you been up to? this past year since you started doing that full time teaching what does that look like
1: it's kind of busy and crazy um, and exciting Um, as many artists have to do you know you kind of pile together a bunch of different things and uh, so I teach private lessons I Mm -hmm. teach piano and ukulele privately uh, and have about 15 students 15 to 17 students at any given time in my uh, weekly lesson slots Um, I teach sets of classes at a local pub, um, in four week sessions, which, uh, really is engaging a lot more with the community and it's a lot of fun. And, um, and I teach people of all ages in that environment as well. And, uh, I have a, uh, ukulele orchestra learning program that I've oh, created cool. that is now heading into its sixth season. It's called the Royal City Ukulele Ensemble. And, um, that is a full year, you know, September to June, um, two hours a week, learning ensemble situation, and, um, and I've got 35 members coming up this year for our sixth season. It's a lot of fun and a lot of work, and it's my, one of my favorite things. Um, I uh, also teach a first-year seminar at the University of Guelph oh. uh, called the Mighty Ukulele, and cool. it's really interesting, and I do that in the fall, and then I uh, also work for James Hill on his team as Director of Engagement for the Ukulele in the Classroom Curriculum. Which is
0: also exciting, cool.
1: and I run a ukulele festival.
0: Oh, also no big deal. for
1: just, funsies.
0: <laughs> just everything. Just you know. Okay, so let's. Yeah, sorry. There's a lot of things. Let's let's break this up a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious about like every aspect of that. Um, so. In your ensemble, yeah, what is the, is it mostly like an orchestra? Where do you get the music? Do you do a lot of arranging yourself? I do all of the arrangements myself. Oh, okay.
1: um, and very occasionally I will purchase an arrangement if I like. I've, I've been using James's arrangements that he's mm-hmm. got available on Ukulele in the Classroom website. Um, but pretty much all of the arranging is done by me. For all of our material that's
0: awesome yeah. that is not an easy job no
1: it takes it's a lot of work but it's very rewarding because mm-hmm. i can uh gear the music to the students in my group mm-hmm. um so it's uh, and i get to choose all the repertoire which is also oh, nice. really fun
0: that's that's definitely the fun part we're gonna yeah. do this song that's said, right <laughs> you're they're paying you to pick the songs right that's so it's right. Like, that's perfect. right perfect yeah um do you have different um i imagine you have tenor Concert soprano players. Do you have baritone and bass ukulele players?
1: So I don't have baritones currently, although there are a few people in the ensemble that will bring their baritone and just, you know, practice with it. I don't write parts for baritone just Mm. yet. Um, So I have the rest of the gamut uh, and my husband's a bass player. So I recruit him when we do performances with the ensemble and he steps in and plays bass for us. Does he
0: play upright bass or?
1: He plays upright and electric and now also ukulele bass. Uh So (laughs) he,
0: he plays them all now. Some people might have a... Strong words about that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's cool. It is but, cool. But, um, yeah, I've always felt like acoustically, if the ukulele the bass can't, you know, do a lot, it's kind of like, mm, is it worth it? I don't know. Maybe it is. It's working out for you, so it seems like.
1: Yeah, well, like when we play in our duo, you know, and he plays bass, Um, he, depending on where we are, if we are traveling pretty mm-hmm. far by, by plane, he'll He'll bring the ukulele bass, mm. and it works just fine. But um, if we're playing
0: around locally, it's nice to have the upright. Oh, yeah. So. I cannot imagine traveling with an upright bass. <laughs> oh,
1: no. <laughs> I know
0: people have done it for years mm-hmm. and years, you know, longer than I can. Uh, like, there was a picture of a band I saw. I think it was the Punch Brothers. They were doing a photo shoot, like, at a stream bed or something yeah. in the in a creek. And you could just see, like, everybody has their mandolin and their guitar. And then, you know, there's the bass player in the back. It's like.
1: That poor bass player. I feel bad. Yeah.
0: But anyway, <laughs> makes me love the ukulele more. That's so, right. Ukulele base fits right in. Very portable. Awesome. So that pub class sounds pretty fun. You guys just hang out and it's like an Irish session, I guess, except yeah. it's an ukulele session?
1: Kind of. So I formulate them as actual four-week classes. Oh, okay. So um, I run them as a level one beginner, like first intro to ukulele. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's a level two if people want to keep going, another four weeks. And then I have another set of four that I call kick it up, which is mm-hmm. if people have done level one and two and they still want to come back every now and then and... Um, learn some more repertoire Mm. in that environment and it's very relaxed. Um, I mean, I structured as classes so we're working on repertoire and techniques Mm -hmm. um, together but we build it up over the four weeks and it's just a lot of fun. People can Mm. have a drink if they want and um, they don't have to um, but, uh, and I'm getting more parents with teens and tweens now coming out too to to learn together and that's uh, that's a lot of fun too. So people making music in their families, it's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: I always wish that we had more of a musical culture wherever i am obviously canada is totally different from america but i grew up in louisiana and connecticut you know it's still the same family yeah so it's not like that much is different wherever you go but uh, i hear about these cultures in faraway lands that just have so much more music in everything they do yeah i'm so jealous it's, but that sounds awesome. It's
1: pretty Family cool. Families
0: learning music together. Yeah. The whole Dude.
1: community music thing is really interesting. And actually, another thing that's coming up this summer or this fall is I'm going back to school part-time as well. I'm going to be doing my master's in community Ooh, music. So
0: Cool. Yeah, that'll be another. I didn't know community music was a thing. It is isn't
1: that? as much and it's growing. And oh, okay. so um, Laurier in Waterloo has a great community music program that's mm-hmm. growing and and um, it's worth exploring. You know, mm-hmm. it's
0: got good things That's going cool. on. So yeah. how is that related to music education, like degree-wise? Because I can see already like what you're doing sounds exactly like what you'd be studying in class. But how, yeah. is there overlap in those two degrees and where is it?
1: So, I mean, yeah, because I already have a degree in music. Um, mm-hmm. and um, But this uh, master's program really starts to dive more into um, the sort of – the community around community music, I think, and del- delving a bit deeper into that. And um, there are some classes that we'll be doing, but also I just really want to, I really do want to sort of take my my knowledge deeper in that regard too. I think there's a lot of really interesting aspects around particularly adult learning and mm-hmm. and the ukulele specifically creating that kind of accessible environment for adults in the community to get together and make music. And I don't know, I think there's a place in the world right now for, for Connecting people and yeah. ukulele is uniquely positioned that way. So Definitely. I want to kind of dive deeper into that.
0: I agree. Mm-hmm. I think ukulele is perfect for that. Mm-hmm. So okay, I'm still trying to all the things that you do. I'm still <laughs> trying to work through it all. I don't know how you have time because I know you have kids. I do have um, kiddos too. Okay, so you you teach a first year seminar with ukulele. Is that that's the class where students are required to take it um, their first year? but they get to pick your class if they want?
1: So it's not mandatory. Mm First-year seminars are not mandatory. Oh, okay. Um, And they are um, offered for one semester in your first year. You can only take one, Um, Mm -hmm. and there's usually quite a selection of of different topics that you could take. And they all kind of have to be grounded in the same uh, sort of – I I don't like calling them soft skills, but um, (laughs) – Uh,
0: Life skills. skills like, yeah,
1: just to, you know, so they're interesting topics, but you need to address things like critical thinking, mm-hmm. critical analysis, discussion, presentation skills, um, all those kinds of things. They're very small classes. They're a maximum of 18 students per okay. class. Um, and they're a really nice opportunity in first year university where, you know, all these, these young minds are coming in and they uh, might be a little intimidated by the... You know, taking psychology with three hundred other people—they're just mm-hmm. a number or whatever—and so it's great because it connects people um, in these first-year seminar classes from across multiple disciplines. Mm-hmm. You can come from any program on campus. You can take um, one half credit in this, and so I came up with the um, the mighty ukulele. Uh, it's called, and um, really, we talk about we talk about a lot of pieces of the puzzle. So the history of the ukulele, um, aspects of. Um, it's, uh, it in social settings, it in medicine, and it's really about music in those, in those mm-hmm. environments, um, and then the ukulele specifically. But, um, yeah, how does, how do we, how do, how does music affect all of these different parts of our lives and, and benefit us? And, um, and then, so that's part of the class. And then the other part of the class is they actually have to play. And it's a bit of a mental health piece for the first year students as mm-hmm. I pitched it. Um, so, uh, for half of the class each week, we, we learn to play instruments. We, they, they've got their ukuleles, we work through repertoire and we do a little performance at the end of the term last year, it was really nice. Actually, the I let them decide where they wanted to perform, and I gave them some options, and they chose um, this uh, retirement home, which I have a relationship with with my ensemble, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and they went and performed there for these for these res- these seniors, and and it was a beautiful moment because a lot of them connected, and they said, "Oh my God, I felt like I was playing for my grandmother," or you know, oh. and a lot of the residents came up and talked to them after, so it was mm-hmm. this really beautiful moment of these young university students connecting with this elderly awesome. aging population it was beautiful it was yeah, really really nice that
0: sounds so cool yeah That's good. community music right it there is community too community music i you're know you're already doing it i know you don't need to go to no, <laughs> um, that don't tell really my cool. husband that <laughs> man i wish my school did that cuz um i th- i mean it's a different country maybe that's the difference but my first year i had to take i think it was called first year seminar it was something similar it yeah. was like it sounds exactly like what you're talking about, except yeah. there was no ukulele.
1: Similar format. We read so books
0: I think- and then we talked about like, you know, being a good student and yeah. using your brain and common sense and all this great stuff. Yeah. Um, it was kind of interesting. They pitched it as, well, at least my interpretation was we want to keep students from leaving the second year because, mm. you know, there tends to be a drop off after your first year. Yeah. Um, and then there was also Capstone. I had to do that in my senior year. Um, they to me, they just came across as kind of ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. Like, what's the point of the class? If mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I just wasn't paying attention. Well,
1: it's possible, maybe, but yeah.
0: But anyway, the point is I <laughs> wish I could have played ukulele in <laughs> college. That would have been nice. Yeah. Um. So beyond, um, as you go through JHUI Level 3 and you're doing all this awesome stuff, um, you graduated. Uh, when did you graduate? From um, Juhui? Yeah. Uh,
1: I think in 2017.
0: Okay. Yeah. So... Um, I graduated last year, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't. Know. I don't exactly remember because I, I audited so, yeah. last year, and that's when. Yeah, something like that. But anyway, um, when you're in the program, you have a lot of clear structure and goals. What you're supposed to be practicing and learning as a musician, um, also as a teacher, but more like focused on your own skills. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, what have you been doing in terms of your musicianship since you've been set free into the world? <laughs>
1: I don't seem to have any trouble filling my time. That's for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you want to keep you want to keep advancing your skills, and and um, I've been dabbling a bit back again in the ukulele way um, program, and kind of going back to review a lot of that stuff um, mm-hmm. that it had been a few years since I looked at. Um, and I've been doing a lot more songwriting too, because my husband and I have been performing as our duo more and more around at festivals uh, internationally, and so I've been trying to come up with some more. Material that's original, and so that's hmm. that's kind of where I've been channeling my 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 personal music playing
0: and hmm. practice that's cool yeah that's awesome I know what you mean about the, the struggle with practice and time and mm-hmm. creative energy yeah I read this book about um, how I think it was called The War of Art, and I might have mentioned it before on the podcast, but it says when you're creating things, you just need to do it every day, no matter if it's good or bad. I can't really stick to that, but I'm wondering if you find that when you stick to a schedule, if you're regularly making stuff, is it easier for you, or do you notice... Maybe nothing at all.
1: No, I definitely notice, and you know, it used to be a practice that I that I did too. As I um, in in previous jobs, I used to work in marketing and communications, and was a freelance writer for a time. And um, mm-hmm. and the practice of writing daily was really important, whether you wrote mm-hmm. like garbage or you. But you just put words down on the page, right? And it is mm-hmm. that practice, the habit and routine, and the same applies with music. I find personally mm-hmm. that as long as you're doing something, you've got it built into your schedule, and it's it's. Um, you know, it's your moment of zen or struggle or whatever mm-hmm. it is, but it's, yeah, routine makes it, makes it work.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Routine. That's a good lesson for me. <laughs> it's one of those things that I know I need to do. It's not But easy. I don't always do it. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, I shouldn't eat this second donut or even <laughs> the first one, you know? Yeah. Um, I shouldn't put, you know, sugar in my coffee or whatever. Um, we you have had, to make
1: it turn into positive things. I yeah. should eat that. <laughs> Plate kale. Of kale. <laughs>
0: That's the thing. Uh, for the I, record, I like kale, but yeah. You know. <laughs> um, I love kale chips, and when kale's cooked a certain way, mm-hmm. um, for lunch today, I had cucumber salad. I nice. almost never do. Um, and rice and, and stuff. Um, it felt really healthy. Last night, we actually went out to get beaver tails. I feel like my body was just screaming afterwards. <laughs> But my mouth loved it. I apologize um, for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. beaver tails are um, fried dough with sweet stuff on it. Um, they have a barbecue one, which mm. I didn't know they do that. And then they also have like icing and ice cream. You know this. I'm just uh, describing it for me betcha. people like me, me who just discovered this sweet treat. Um, really good, but also, you know, like a lot, eating a lot of sweet stuff. It kind of makes you... Regret. Mm-hmm. Especially as you get older. I'm over 30, ah, so... You got to indulge a little bit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> don't want to beat yourself up. Yeah. But anyway, so back to ukulele. You are also, as you said, responsible for the Royal City Ukulele Festival. Mm-hmm. Um That's a one-day festival in Guelph, Ontario. Um, I was wondering, how did you get sucked into starting this? Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I... I'd been seeing all these great festivals around in the States and in the UK and elsewhere. And I thought, you know, we didn't have a lot going on in Ontario or in Canada. Uh, I mean, there's some, and there's definitely some good ones. Um, but in our area, and there was a real, uh, I saw my, my ukulele community growing in Guelph, mm-hmm. and I and people wanted more. So mm. uh, I thought, well, why don't we try? You know, I have a background in event planning, too, and so let's go for it. And um, so, yeah, we started it in 2017, did the first year. It was a great success. I had James and Ann come as the headliners, so we had a great day. And uh, it's been growing ever since, and we sell out usually like this year for 2019, mm. it's at the end of September, but we tickets went on sale in February, and they sold out in four weeks. Um, wow. So it's uh, – and it's a day and a half this year. We've added um, half of Friday uh, as an additional day. So it's really – it's been really nice to see it mm. so well-received and everybody having a great time making music and learning. And That's awesome. Yeah. Couldn't be so happier. So
0: it's, it's still a little baby, but it's blowing up. It is. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. So it's uh, a lot of teaching and performing, basically, right?
1: It is. It's a day full of workshops because um, that's a really important piece to me. I'm always looking at the the learning piece for people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's we have big uh, group jam. We're going to have an open mic this year, and then uh, this year we've got two evening concerts mm. um, and a ukulele orchestra um, element as well on the Friday. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Very cool. Yeah. So I would encourage listeners to get tickets or check it out, but um, unfortunately it is too hot and uh, it's too high in demand, <laughs> so too bad. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, that's kind of mean, but that's um, exciting. I love seeing that. Um, there's a, There was a the first ever ukulele festival in Connecticut last year, I think September, um, and they're doing it again, so I'm really excited to see that kind of a similar thing yeah. Um Yeah, because the players are there. Yeah. Yeah. Give them what they want. That's
1: right. People are itching for
0: it. It's good. (laughs) us what we want. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. We want everything to be free. No, we can't do that. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so um, another thing that you do is you play in an ukulele bass duo with your husband. It's Mm -hmm. called Transit Lounge. Transit Lounge. Could you tell me about that project? Because I love that combination. There's a little bit of a mid-range missing harmonically, but Mm. um, yeah, what... Do you deal with that? What what is what's going on with this?
1: What's going on with that? Yeah, it's. Um, I'm lucky because my husband is a bass player too. I mean, he's an engineer by day, but he plays bass, and and it's been a nice opportunity to play together. Um, mm-hmm. As I was getting um, hired to go and travel around teaching and performing at ukulele festivals, I realized that I I really enjoy having another person on stage with me, especially my husband, and um, and just yeah, having that. um, that rounding out of the of the sound and um so yeah we do uh, a mix of different styles and um, have some originals in the mix too um he when he plays the the ukulele bass he can have a lot more fun with really going to town not just keeping your standard Mm -hmm. sort of walking bass (laughs) going so he fills in a little bit of that too and um and we do a couple songs with two ukes um so, yeah, I don't know. It's just been a really nice project and mm. really simple, uh, clean sound and not, you know, although I did uh, buy a theremin a few weeks ago. So Uh-oh. who knows if that'll make a, an appearance in the act now, too. Uh-oh. I don't know if I want to turn too many people off with that.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like an, a theremin is something that every ukulele player would be interested in. Right? Because we're, yeah. we're interested in the ukuleles. <laughs> they're, you know, they're kind of weird. They're I quirky. mean, depending on who you ask. Um yeah. A lot of Hawaiian players I talk to, they say, you know, it's not that special or unique. It's just a part of who I am because yeah. I grew up with it around the house. Yeah. And it's like, wow, that's amazing.
1: It is amazing. But um,
0: I find elsewhere, ukulele players tend to be kind of quirky yeah. like myself. Yeah. Um, so Theremin might just be you never perfect. never know. So you moved him from bass to uk so now you can just leave him and you can take the it's yeah, like perfect. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Actually, it was funny because it took a while to convince him to, to go with the bass. Okay. He was reluctant at first, mm. but um, I basically just got him one and told, told him to try it out. <laughs> and, and he's really enjoyed it. He, mm. Yeah.
0: I'm thinking of um, one bass player in particular that plays ukulele. Um, and I just want to say if you're listening, just give it a shot or not, whatever. But do it. Yeah ukulele bass.
1: <laughs> Although my husband only will play the ukulele bass, like we have this um, this Ohana that's got um, that's got the metal strings, okay. not the big floppy yeah, yeah. ones, um, and that's the what he much prefers. Yeah, he he doesn't mm. like those, um, and just because that's what he comes from is that mm-hmm. more of that. space. yeah, style. I
0: had a Kala for a little while, the the u bass, and I I didn't really like it. I prefer short scale
1: mm. normal
0: bass. Yeah, but I haven't. I know that Kala started making the the metal ones too. It's probably yeah. because of the you know the strings the gummy strings i'm sure yeah. some people like them but it's it's a lot to go from a normal bass to this yeah, it's very tiny different. thing and then the strings are like yeah it's like a i don't know what it is it's yeah. not quite gummy but it's feels weird yeah. and of course a lot of people do a good job making it sing and they do whatever. yeah the fretless ohana bass yeah. is pretty cool too it is um, yeah. but anyway um that's a cool little duo so where can people hear that music if is there any online that we You can just hear? have to
1: catch us live oh, okay. right now. Oh, okay. Exclusive. Yeah. Awesome. We haven't had enough time to really get into much mm-hmm. recording or anything yet, so mm-hmm. maybe that'll come, okay. but yeah.
0: Is it easy to schedule practice time because you live together?
1: No. <laughs> it's totally <laughs> not. It's <laughs> it's usually we try, and, and the kids are harder to get to bed because they're getting older now, too, mm-hmm. so we can't even like after bedtime. So it's just kind mm-hmm. of a free-for-all. Yeah. It's, it's like, we're...
0: it's bedtime. Wait, there's music. Yeah. Guys, it's party time. Wake up. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, kids. No. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, <laughs> so um, we got to wrap up soon. But I was wondering, what are some of your favorite teaching tricks and tips for a classroom? Mm. Well, what anything one of the, you use regularly?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of a basic thing, but it's something that um, I think was a Chalmers rule and, and James has taught um, is that um, you got to keep people playing. You know, if you spend too much time talking at the front of the class, uh, you lose everybody. So mm-hmm. there's this whole like, you know, 95% rule or whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. play, play, play as much as possible. And I, th- I find that really works is engaging your group, whatever it is you get them to do, but keep people engaged and mm. making music, playing. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's probably one of the biggest ones, I think, that I've really made use of.
0: Is that different from noodling? Yeah, no noodling. (laughs) You got to play with the teacher, not no no
1: noodle unless you've been given permission to noodle. (laughs) Mm,
0: I love the noodle breaks because then it's like yeah, well that's the other thing. Okay, take thirty seconds.
1: Yeah, have your noodle.
0: I tend to talk too much. I think, but (laughs) I try to stick by that. Also, like let's just play as much as possible. Yeah, and we'll learn on the way.
1: It's a good reminder. Mm. Yeah,
0: I love trying to. uh, like what we were doing here today, um, repeat things mm-hmm. as much as possible, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel like you're repeating it. Yeah. It's like, that whole at the teaching. end of the day, it's like, oh, yeah. <gasps> wait, I played it 20 times. Exactly. I've been tricked. <laughs> That's all it is. But you're a trickery. better musician, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, um, I don't like it when people get so upset at like rote and just mm. memorization and practice. It it has its place. Yeah. It's, uh, it's still useful. It helps me. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so um, I like to ask people these days, um, and I was hoping I could ask you some of your favorite music that you've been listening to recently. Um, what, let's say two albums, one ook album and one non-ook album what, what's some music you've been listening to recently
1: well so i listen to a lot of different music um all the time and um th- lately actually since i got back from the ukulele festival of scotland i've been listening to um the ukulele orchestra of great britain a lot more um particularly their punk album mm-hmm. which i really love and it is i rock out in the car to that one nice. um singing um you know uh Two Pints of Lager and a Packet of Crisps, Please, one of my favorite tracks on it. Um, and, uh, of course, also James's album as well. I've been enjoying a lot. Um,
0: that's, non- that's too... I'm regardless. sorry. I'm sorry. I blew it. <laughs> it's
1: okay. Um, Non-Uk, I've been really enjoying the new uh, Vampire Weekend, uh, Father of the Bride. Really okay. liking that. Um I've always got Crowded House on the go too, but um, mm. and Sufjan Stevens probably Ooh. in the mix a lot. So that that was way more than that's okay. Just it's two. great music. Father the Bride though uh, album by Vampire Weekend, great one.
0: Nice, that's a good yeah. band. Yeah, I love those guys. Um, Cynthia, thank you so much for uh, sitting down and chatting with me. Where can people find you if they want to, you know, hire you to come to their festival or um, teach or play a gig wherever.
1: So I've got a website um, that they can go to, which is CynthiaKMusic.com. So they don't have to remember my last name because I know it's a bit challenging.
0: How do you spell? <laughs>
1: yeah. But, um, yeah. CynthiaKMusic.com. Cool. You All right.
0: You can find me there. Awesome. So go check her out if you want to learn more. Um, thanks. This was fun.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Well, that's gonna do it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you got a lot out of it. Cynthia was actually one of my first ukulele teachers and I really admire her and all that she does in the ukulele world. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. I love sharing the gems of knowledge that I collect as I grow in my musical journey. I've got over 40 episodes now and there's plenty more on the way. So if you know someone that you think would like this, please share it with them. And thank you so much again for stopping by. Until next time, stay tuned and aloha.